get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Michelle Swalman, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. You hear the name of Kevin Kugler. You hear the voice of Kevin Kugler a lot on our station. He is the voice of so many things on Westwood One, including Thursday night football tomorrow night. He also has Minnesota and Michigan State on Big Ten Network tonight at 8 o'clock. And Kevin is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for taking some time with us. How are you doing? Good morning, Randy. How are you? Everything's terrific here in St. Louis. Uh, I want to start with this tomorrow. Kind of an uh, unusual game, and I guess it's a late-season game, but you have a beat-up Minnesota team against a Pittsburgh team that I'm not sure I know what it is, whether they're, they're the team of two weeks ago or the team of last weekend. I, I still don't have the Steelers. I don't have either of these teams figured out for tomorrow night. I, I've seen the Steelers in person this year. I've watched them on tape. I've watched them on TV. I have no idea what you get every week from this team. They've, they've obviously had a lot of injuries this year, and Ben Roethlisberger looks to be on the uh, the far backside of his career. He's not playing at a Pro Bowl level by any stretch of the imagination this year. But here they are, and, and this is credit to Mike Tomlin. They're 6-5-1. They're and one. They're right in the thick of the playoff hunt. Heck, they're right in the, the thick of the division hunt still. And they go out here to Minnesota and take on a banged-up Vikings team on a short week coming off a disappointing loss. They may not have Dalvin Cook. Doesn't look like Adam Thielen's going to be able to go on a short week. So two giant weapons out of the lineup for the Vikings. This favors the Steelers tomorrow night. Kevin, Randy and I were just talking about how ESPN has the Patriots and Buccaneers as the most likely Super Bowl matchup right now. It seems like both teams are on a collision course for a Brady-Belichick Super Bowl matchup. But what do you think? Would you pick both of those teams to get to the Super Bowl? You know, Michelle, and, that, and that's I, I agree with you. That seems to be the consensus that a lot of people, and I think they're sort of wish-casting that, like, <laughs> oh, what a great storyline this would be for two weeks to talk about that. But I, I do think that, and I know they don't have the experience on the big stage. I've seen them several times this year. The Arizona Cardinals are the real deal. I would not sleep on them. Now, until Tom Brady has decided he's not going to play football anymore, I'd probably still pick Tom Brady in any sort of an NFC championship matchup. But this Cardinals team might be the most balanced team in the league. They've got a potent offense, especially with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. They've got a defense that's a top-five-level defense, even without J.J. Watt, who may be able to sneak back into the lineup before the end of the season. I, I know the Brady-Belichick thing is one that everybody loves from a storyline standpoint, and heck, I do too. But the notion of Arizona and Tampa, two very different styles, two different levels of experience in an NFC championship game, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that first. Kevin Kugler of Westwood One with us on 101 ESPN, also Big Ten Network. He's got action tonight, and he also does games on Fox. And you had the Rams last weekend, Kevin. So the Rams and the Arizona Cardinals next week on Monday Night Football. Uh, we know the Rams have a chance. We want them to lose here. In the St. Louis Bowl, we favor the Cardinals <laughs> over the Rams. But who do you like better among those two on Monday night? 
Uh, I like the Cardinals because uh, the Rams, to me, are very inconsistent. I, they're another team that I look at and I say, boy, they should be better than this. And they really aren't. Their month in November, they went winless. I know that disappointed so many people in the St. Louis area when they went winless in the month of November. And they just really could never get a stop. Their defense was struggling, gave up over 30 points per game over November. They had the get-well game against the Jaguars that we did last weekend on Fox. And I, I don't know how much you can read into that. The Jaguars are a mess. They don't really have anything going for them, offense, defense, special teams. It's all sort of just chaos right now with the Jaguars. And the Rams did what you're supposed to do when you're a team that's better than another team. They beat them soundly. But I don't know that I take a whole lot from that in how they can use that against the Cardinals. They got a little confidence, but the Cardinals already have one win against the Rams this year. Cardinals are a supremely confident team with a supremely confident offense. I, I really like that Cardinals offense against a Rams defense that's been pretty leaky over the last month. Kevin, a team that's sitting on the bubble in the playoff picture is the Colts, and they look like a team that if they get in could be really dangerous, but I just don't know if I can trust them. I just don't know if they get in, if I have confidence in Carson Wentz, even though he's been accurate lately, that if it matters on the big stage that he can deliver. So tell me, do you trust the Colts? I trust them to a degree. And, Michelle, the question that I have about the Colts is, Will you, will you let me know if the run game, which has been so good in the regular season with Jonathan Taylor, who is a spectacular running back, will that carry over to a playoff run? Because if they can run the ball, that takes so much pressure off Carson Wentz, and it doesn't force him to have to make all of those plays that you have to make when you don't have that run game. So if they've got that run game and a defense that's able to be portable throughout the playoffs when they have to go on the road, if you tell me that goes with them to the postseason, yeah, then I trust them. If you tell me that teams are going to be able to shut that down and force Carson Wentz to beat him, I'm kind of in your camp on that one. I'm like, I don't know if that's exactly how I want to go. I will say he's much better with Frank Reich. That's a much better marriage than what he's had in previous stops. So maybe I trust him a little more than I used to, but I trust him a lot more if you tell me Jonathan Taylor's able to run the ball in the postseason like he has in the regular season. And, Kevin, they're healthier now than they've been all season. They're better. The Chiefs, because of their defense's emergence, they're better than they have been all season long. What's the best team you've seen? Uh, best team I've seen probably is Arizona. I, I will say – I, I say that with a little hesitation because I also know that they don't have the long track record of some of these teams. We've got Tampa in a couple of weeks. I'm anxious to see them in person and see just how good this team is. I think they're really good, uh, but I haven't seen them in person yet. I would say it's Arizona right now. I thought San Francisco was a team that would be when I saw them at the beginning of the season, and then they had that midseason lull, so I was kind of disappointed for them as to what their season turned into. But Arizona, to me, is just a complete team right now. They, and they were able to withstand the injuries to both Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and Colt McCoy was able to salvage a good month for them at the quarterback position. That tells me they're more than just those two dynamic players, but obviously they're much better with those two dynamic players in the lineup. Kevin, I'm going to give you a little background before I ask you my next question. After the Rams were taken from St. Louis, Randy and I tried to adopt a team, and we had our listeners vote on it, and we settled on the Dolphins. We So okay. we are a Dolphins <laughs> show. And All after right. a, a shaky start, to say the least, for the Dolphins, a lot of drama surrounding them, they peel off five wins in a row. So do you think Tua is going to be the guy long-term for the Dolphins? I don't know, and I know I'm saying this on a Dolphins show, Michelle, so i got to be careful with what I say because of the legion of Dolphins fans that are listening to this. That's right. I don't know that Tua is the long-term solution. He certainly doesn't seem to be the long-term solution 
when you hear about all the efforts that were made to try to go get another quarterback when the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes was going on before the trade deadline. That, to me, is an indicator that maybe if, even if we as all Dolphins fans on this show, if we all think Tua might be the guy, I don't know that the front office thinks Tua is the guy. They're going out to try to get a better quarterback at that position. I, I will say this. I think Tua's played pretty well this year. He's made plays when they've needed him to make them. And this Dolphins team, because we have expanded playoffs and because there are not a lot of great teams, there's a whole lot of -of middle-of-the-road teams this year, they're right in the thick of things again. They're on the periphery, obviously. It's a long shot, but they're still in the conversation. And a good chunk of that is because Tua's made some plays down the stretch to help this Dolphins team stay in a position where they can at least be relevant in the final month of the season. And speaking of allegiances, Kevin, I went to Illinois. A lot of people listening here went to Illinois. I know you were on the call for the Illinois-Iowa college basketball game this week. Big win for Illinois. So tell me what you've seen in Illinois so far this season. What do you think uh, they they look like? How do they stack up as a potential tournament team? I, I, I you're, you're in my wheelhouse now because I think this team is fantastic. Uh, I just what they were able to do, and I and Iowa, I think, is a very good team, and they're not the team they were last year when they had Luca Garza and Wieskamp and all these guys who are pros. But I think they're a really good, they're a very different team. And to go out there and win like they did, and really it was one stretch where Iowa had a big run of 21-2. to Outside of that, Illinois was in control the entirety of that game, and they're in control without their best point guard, Andre Curbelo. And I, and I know Illinois fans may be looking at this going, oh, who, who needs Andre Curbelo? You need Andre Curbelo. Mm-hmm. Trust me on this. The man is a d- dynamic ball handler. I know he turns it over some but he makes plays that nobody else in this game can make. Kofi Coburn, is he's, his game is so much better than it was even last year, and he was so dominant at times last year. You've got just – Plummer was raining threes the other night. I, I think this team has everything you need to make the run that we all thought they were going to make last year. I had the call on Westwood 1 last year in their loss in the tournament to Loyola, and I was stunned by that. I had watched them all season long, did a ton of games of Illinois last year, and I – couldn't believe what I was watching Same. when Loyola took them <laughs> apart like that. I'm sure, Michelle, I was sitting in the arena going, I can't believe this is happening. I never thought I would see Illinois get shut down like this. I think they're a better team this year, even without Io, who I think is just fantastic. But I really do think this team has the chance to go a long, long way. Kevin, it was unbelievable, and it still is. Michelle hates Sister Jean. <laughs> hey, I understand that if you cannot if you cannot allow your emotions to completely cloud you even when it comes to an elderly nun, I believe in that as a fan. You should abs- no, you should not like Sister Jean. She ruined what could have been an Illinois Final Four team. It could have been a national championship, Kevin. Did you hear the pregame speech? She ha- yeah, laid out the blueprint. Him. She put in an ass to the big man upstairs is tampering. Okay? I don't want to hear yeah. anything else. It's tampering. There's no question about that, Michelle. <laughs> Sister Jean ruined the lives of Illini fans everywhere. I mean, no, no one should like her. I mean, I don't. You don't have to celebrate bad things happening to her, but at the same time, you don't have to hope for good things to happen <laughs> for her either. Thank you, Kevin, for understanding. <laughs> Kevin, we we love your work. We hear you a lot, obviously. As I said at the outset of the interview on uh, Westwood One and here on 101 ESPN, great to have you with us, and hopefully, we can do it again sometime. I hope so too, Randy, Michelle. Thanks for having me on.